Hello, and welcome to episode 152 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Ben Napier and Taylor King, creators of Glurk and Bo. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Ben, um, thanks uh, for joining us. Um, as we get started here, could you uh, give us a quick bio about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a, in terms of uh, the context, I'm a, a pretty recent uh, I'm, a, I'm a refugee from the music industry, if that makes any sense. The live event industry has pretty much, you know, been crippled by COVID-19. And, uh, you know, I'm attempting a career shift into independent comics and, uh, you know, publishing and editing and, and creating comic properties. Nice. And uh, Taylor, uh, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, how about a quick bio about yourself? Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of a little bit in the same boat, although I come from more of a visual art background. I, uh, uh, I'm also the writer of the, uh, of these comics in a friend of Ben's. And, uh, we were just over one day at the beginning of all this, like back in March, I think. And yeah. I had a short story idea and, uh, we kind of put it together with his wanting to do comics and stuff. And so it blew up from there. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, but before we get going, um, Ben, you said you came from a music background. You sound like you have a really, really good mic here on this podcast. Is that yeah. a carryover from your, uh, from your music days? Yeah, in, indeed it does. I mean, I'm a, I'm a studio engineer, you know, record producer, live sound engineer, you know, just kind of all around audio professional by trade. Uh, you know, when the, when the quarantine happened, I was the production manager at a large music venue in Dallas, Fort Worth called the Granada Theater uh and uh you know when that so basically i have a i have a lot of irons in the in the music world and in the in the audio. very cool um so uh taylor as the writer um how about if you can give me an elevator pitch for for this series for this for this series okay yeah. well how about i take that one yeah um <laughs> we have uh Two buddies, Glurk and Bo. Glurk is born on Europa, Jupiter, uh, a moon out there. And then uh, Bo was born on Mars. He is a human. And they are just space truckers going out there, hauling, you know, all ore back and forth. And uh, upon them comes a dark creature. And I'm kind of like going into Star Trek episodes to say like it's like a dark energy creature that's coming and sort of like terrorizing them and giving them uh hallucinations and just sort of uh bringing them under its control the rest of the story is following glurk and bow through different celestial bodies in our solar system and also just sort of unwittingly trailing the dark creatures and the horde after that and basically we end up destroying the earth at the end of the series <laughs> oh wow spoiler alert thank you well you know <laughs> it's it will it's evident i think in the times it, it's you know relevant today uh everyone's talking about it so you know i think hey yeah, it was even even kind of creating you know all the ideas and and reinforcing them and and growing them you know, in kind of an escapist mindset, you know, yeah. de dealing with everything that was going on. Ultimately, it all came down to 
you know, and then the world ends. Yeah. <laughs> but also I think that that pitch kind of gives the sets the tone for the book, at least what I've read, that it's a very, uh, I would guess, irreverent tone, you know, yeah. like irreverent, lighthearted, escapist tone, which I really like. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Log, log line wise, you know, everybody likes the the mashup thing. And so we've been telling everybody that it's like if uh, if Pineapple Express and Alien had a baby. Yeah. And I'm super, I mean, I, we, I don't want to get ahead of us here, but, you know, bring in Douglas Adams um, and then good old fashioned Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. To tie it all. I really don't come from a, too much of a comic background, more just like the big old fat books. And then Ben has really kind of introduced me. I mean, I've read, you know, Sandman and heavy metal and all that, but haven't uh, d- dove in and so ben is really like bringing me into more of the indie comic stuff and i'm i'm really loving it so ben do you have a background in indie comics like are you sort of i mean i know you have a music background but like sort of what what is your i guess brief background in indie comics is it just as a fan or do you know people in the sort of in that in that scene no primarily as a fan i mean i basically you know sort of was a a born again comic fan. I took, I've taken one vacation in my entire life. I've been mostly self-employed in the music industry since I was 19, uh, you know, basically, you know, owning, owning my own businesses and then working, you know, contract for a lot of different people. And so uh, I, on this one vacation, I wound up, you know, being across a time zone and showing up to like a, you know, barbershop an hour early and then just walking around, uh, you know, walking around the streets of Denver, killing time for an hour. And I walked right into, you know, kind of unwittingly just like wandered right into a comic shop. And I hadn't, I hadn't been to a comic shop since probably 2004, I think maybe 2003 or 2004, I bought an issue of The Walking Dead somewhere, like at a comic shop that I'd gone to when I was a kid, when I was, uh, you know, like on my way to, on my way somewhere for college. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically, you know, walking into what I, I sort of, you know, I want to say that it was Mile High Comics, but thinking about it, I'm not sure if it actually was, but some, you know, some shop in Denver. And I basically walked out with, you know, hadn't, I hadn't read a comic book or, you know, bought a comic book in probably 10 or, you know, 10 years. And I walked out with $300 worth of Savage Dragon comics nice. and, you know, <laughs> and basically just, you know, started, uh, you know, consuming comics like candy for the next, for the next several years. Um, when I wound up on the road, uh, I wound up on a tour running monitors for Sugar Ray and Everclear and Lit and Sponge uh, and basically wound up, you know, every time we had a stop, I would be, you know, where's the, where's the Barnes and Noble or where, you know, where can I get like, you know, a hundred dollars worth of trades or whatever to get me through the next two weeks. And uh, probably, you know, I, I hate it. I think, you know, everybody's, everybody's going to wind up, you know, everybody's going to wind up getting pirated one way or the other. It's sort of part of, you know, part of our society, but I've, you know, I've certainly pirated a lot of comics. And so I'm like <laughs> looking forward to our comic getting pirated. Well, now we've got I, you. Yeah. We've exactly. got you on tape. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, okay. I've copped to it. Yeah. Come, yeah. come get me. You know what I mean? But that's, <laughs> it's just like the fact that it is that inclusive and that everybody, you know, that really wants to get after it, you know, and, and look into, you know, all this magnificent art that's out there, if they can, you know, if they want to yeah. go that route and if they want to, if they want to support it, they can support it. You know, 
and we have gotten super lucky with our artists like uh ben found our artists and they are just phenomenal i mean yeah. just knocking it out of the park yeah we ba we basically you know this is our our first comic project you know together or or apart basically i've done some portfolio stuff you know through this through this whole pandemic getting things together and you know putting other putting other books together i've got a few different books in development um but this project kind of like of all of the irons in the fire came together so fast and so naturally in terms of chemistry between the artists you know just like the you know tom hoskison our illustrator in australia is amazing and everything that he's done for us has sort of like blown our expectations you know wider and wider and wider uh and jimmy g jimmy greenhalsh in uh in Poland. Poland now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's from the UK, but he's in Poland now. He's, you know, fantastic and amazing. And he, you know, he loves working with Tom's art and, you know, everybody likes the story and just the, the synergy very much feels to us like being in a band. Great and esprit de corps. Absolutely. And so that, that has led us to, you know, take this project from what was initially a, you know, a closed story one shot that was going to be, you know, a clean 22 pages, you know, kind of test run, like, can we do a comic? You know, what would, what would Let's that be like, out. you know, Just for fun. And so what we have now is a, you know, 32 page print, you know, uh, that we're, that we're super, super into, you know what I mean? We've got 26 pages of panel art. We've got three pages of uh, these, you know, kind of faux in-universe advertisements and then we've got, uh, you know, we made a made a letters page. We've got some extra art, you know, that wasn't, you know, that would be optioned for the cover that's going to be included. And we're, I'm really, really, really proud of, you know, kind of how seriously we've taken it before before trying to let it go. That's yeah. awesome. So when the decision was made to to make the comic, uh, who was sort of the the spark of the idea? Was it Ben? Was it was it you? And then you're just like, you know, uh, Taylor's the the guy for this. How did this all sort of come about? It's kind of a roundabout thing. We basically, uh, you know, we were hanging out one day, and I had mentioned to him that I was getting, you know, really into the idea of writing comics. I had just finished reading a book called Words for Pictures by Brian Michael Bendis. And, uh, you know, that that book was sort of the culmination of about a year of me going, hmm, maybe I could write comics. And, you know, reading that book and getting, you know, kind of immersed in the just the mindset and the little bit, you know, the little bit of understanding of the industry that I was able to get out of that book, you know, and the and the call to action at the end really just made me want to hit the ground running and, you know, start trying to put stuff together. And so um, and I think he brought that up and then. I was just like, well, uh, I have an idea for a story, funnily enough. And, you know, kind of been kicking it around. But really just the basic idea of being in space and being haunted in space. Um, and I, I mean, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And so I always think of it in those ways of like, oh, it's like a, you know, energetic life form. But, you know, we think we're just scared. We don't know what the heck is going on. You know, just that basic idea. And then I took it from, we made it into like a buddy comedy angle as well as the horror. Um, and the buddy thing is like, it, I, I actually, my first, where I grabbed that from was in the heavy metal movie. There's like a scene in there where there's, 
these two guys on a on a spaceship and there's like where's the nyborg man and and it's like <laughs> uh and they you know they use like a uh a, a zamboni and put all the dust all over the thing and they're they're just cr- these crazy aliens and they're trusted to fly this huge ship around and they like crash it when they're landing and all this stuff and i've always loved that scene and so I just wanted to put that kind of buddy comedy thing in there. Um, yeah. And it, I just think it, it feels really nice. So, so Taylor, do you come from mostly like writing sci-fi? Um, Cause you said this is your first sort of comics foray. Um, do you, have you done like screenplays and short stories in, in science fiction and things? Mo- yeah. Mostly like short stories for myself. Okay. Um, I've, you know, I mean, mostly been a fan since I could read. Um, somehow got to the old, the Godfather's Asimov Clark, um, and uh, you know had a very uh, library library centric uh, youth, you could say maybe. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I guess that's really my background. I mean, just a huge Star Trek fan, you know dove into the star wars stuff and then grew up into the star trek Ooh, don't don't come at me guys um uh i don't know yeah i mean it's i just really love the deep worlds like in dune like i'm doing a re-dive a deep dive into dune right now um and i just love having those really deep worlds and so what we've actually done you know ben mentioned the Glurk and Bow is a six uh, issue series that we have planned out right now. Um, and it's actually a sister IP to like a larger, actually kind of more serious sci-fi idea we have. Mm-hmm. It was um, actually the, sort of the original idea. You know, right. The, the initial plan for 2021 was to go into a, a monthly book and have, you know, three issues of that finished. And then when we started expanding, you know, and just putting life into into the characters for Glurk and Bo and doing character design and everything. You're like, I, there's I, a lot of here. Okay. Yeah. But, and so what we've actually done is made Glurk and Bo like universe A and then this other IP is universe B and they're connected and intertwined and like everything is sort of paradoxical. So, I mean, I don't know, basically just mind f and stuff is what i really like he's, uh, he's, yeah. a, he's a hard sci-fi man he likes his hard. he likes his sci-fi well, hard and deep you know i well ben come on <laughs> it's not that kind of show is it i don't know what do you think matt no I don't, what, is that that kind of show so what so what he's I talking say about throw it all at the wall see what sticks oh well okay i don't yeah. know what he's talking about is uh is the the initial idea we had the initial idea that kind of brought us together to start world building uh because he had he had told me about his getting haunted in space thing i was like okay well that's cool but i want to do this thing about like the human race getting marooned on mars right and, yeah like, would you be into helping me like to develop that and like play with that and like Initially, I wanted it to be. Uh, initially, I wanted it to be sort of like the village of the damned on Mars. Okay, and that was that's still a thing that's sort of like in my back pocket. I want to do like a different story yeah. like that. We're doing we're doing the pre story that the the prologue to that. Yeah. So so like this will be like the first act of a larger universe um, science yeah. fiction like series. 
yeah, it's you could sort of think about it like the end of the universe as as brought about inadvertently by uh, Glurk and Bo <laughs> is sort of the big bang of the other universe, which will sort of be like the we'll step off of that and be sort of like a bigger, you know, bigger, yeah, harder, deeper uh, sci-fi experience. We've made it all twisty bigger, and turvy and Mobius and yeah. Oh man, it sounds. I'm like I'm signing up right now. Like this sounds amazing. <laughs> We're great. We got you. Yeah, you got me. Um, so with uh, when you were sitting down to write the, the script for this, uh, Taylor, uh, did you have to do like sort of the, the deep dive into the books and, and the script writing stuff? Or, or, or how did you guys, how did you, how did you write the script coming from sort of a more prose background? Sure. Yeah, that was definitely a learning process. And it still kind of is like getting into because I'm, I'm into writing the second one right now. Um, did and go, I, did we go to, we went to Blambot for that first? Yeah. Blambot. We just looked up a lot of like formatting stuff. I mean, I do have, um, like a humanities degree, so I've done a lot of writing and stuff, but, uh, and, and Ben gave me a bunch of, uh, books to kind of look at and, and refresh sort of my comic, uh, intuition and and really it was also working with uh tom hoskison where he was just super um super helpful and open to kind of say okay well this is the kind of way you might want to describe a panel for an artist you know use single movements don't you know because at first when i my first draft was more like a screenplay it was like okay and then they walk across the room and then and then the drone floats above them and does this thing and it was like whoa whoa, whoa. there's too many things happening let's like and i kind of learned how to like skip through time and show what i want to um and kind of and you i mean you do have to visualize as the writer just sort of what expressions you want to see um but that was definitely a learning process just looking up i found a great um batman script to look at i can't remember the name of the author but it was fantastic formatting and i kind of took a lot from that and and i really wanted to make it look really professional and kind of just you know not like i was just like i don't know just needed a project or something it was like okay i kind of want to take this serious and especially working with this artist that we don't know um his stuff's really cool we kind of want to make this happen and you know being kind of like a performance anxiety person it was like no no no. i want want to do really good so you know it it was kind of uh a good fire to light under myself to to go and find all those different formats and and kind of learning there's no one real answer just kind of find what works well with your team absolutely yeah yeah fredvanlente.com was where I got a script template that helped us a lot in terms of just like refining that process to where, to where it worked for us. I think we wound up starting from a template off of his site, which was really awesome. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So um, you talked a little bit about uh, Tom and his sort of insight to say, Hey, you need like one, one sort of action per panel, like don't give me two actions. Um, So um, I have a couple questions related to to Tom. So uh, it sounds like he might have had a little bit more experience uh, than than you guys. Um, Absolutely, yeah. 
and also how did you guys uh did you guys find find tom to to work on your comic so um tom has absolutely had a lot more experience than us uh to the point of you know he and jimmy both have done a lot a lot of work for hire and have basically you know sort of lovingly shepherded us through this process <laughs> i will say yeah you know um they uh shout out to you jimmy and tom if you're listening absolutely you guys rule uh and so we found them we found them both through a, a reddit group called comic book collabs okay and our you know our approach to finding people to work with you know i saw basically in you know in my in my studying phase right i saw a lot of people you know doing things that were very similar to um you know to freelance work in music world right and so a lot of tailors and my experiences uh, from the music world and being, you know, creators and, you know, sometimes creators under contract and, you know, freelance usually and, and that kind of thing uh, kind of gives us a different perspective on trying to do all the business that we do to that end. You know, I saw a lot of people, you know, basically trying to shake down artists for like, Oh, what's the man, what could you give me for just this? Like how much, you know, how much could you do just this? Like, could you really, you know, like just, how about if I just this and doing the, you know, shopping you a lot. Yeah. Basically just kind of cutting the legs out of the, you know, enjoyment of the project for the artists. And so we've always tried to approach people like, okay, what, how much do you want to work for? You know, and then can I commission you for something? Like, can mm -hmm. we just start the process of, you know, Hey, in good faith, I want to know what, how much money gets you excited to do a piece of work and where that value is for you. And then I want to, you know, I want to engage you that way and see what our chemistry is like. And so, you know, I probably commissioned eight or 10 artists, you know, before we found, uh, you know, of, of that whole crop, you know what I mean? Tom's, yeah, we had like Tom's a splash work. page that we did as sort of a test to get an idea of, of each person's sort of sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically just sent everybody kind of the same basic prompt and, you know, some people, we never got it back. You know, some people never got it back to us, you know, like even about getting paid once it was time to talk, you know, everybody that everybody that did get something back to us, everybody got paid up front in their, you know, their asking rate. And from that, you know, we went to, you know, who, who did we like working with and who, you know, who gave us work that we liked, took that same process to the coloring stage and sent, you know, sent a piece of Tom's art um, to several different colorists and, uh, and then, you know, sort of i picked i picked jimmy you know with my gut um and it was probably the best you know one of the best decisions yet i mean just choosing both of them and the way that everybody interacts and the way that everybody vibes off of each other seems from talking to everybody to be a very unique you know experience especially for a first comic i mean it's like a it's a situation where i had zero expectation of this project hitting you know this watermark you know, ever. <laughs> Man, that's just, awesome. just, just in terms of the, you know, the creative satisfaction all the way to, you know, having the book done and, you know, basically ready to be printed once, once the letters are done. We've got Matt Kratzer uh, lettering the book right now. That's, that's cool. Um, so with Tom coming on, on board, you, you had mentioned that you sort of did sort of like an artist test or search with with a splash page but did you see any like sequential pages that he did the reason why i'm asking this is a lot of times 
Um, it seems like if you put a call out for artists, you know, a lot of the stuff you'll see will be the, the splash page or the, or the flashy cover image, but there's also right. a real skill of, you know, um, you know, occasionally you're going to have a, a, a scene where folks are sitting around the table discussing, um, you know, aspects of the story. Did you see any sequential pages from Tom? Absolutely. We did. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. didn't, I didn't commission anybody for anything, uh, without looking at their sequentials first because that was a big, a big concern of mine. And, you know, from studying and listening, you know, listening to a lot of people talk about that process, that was definitely something that was on our radar at that point. And his, I mean, Tom's sequential work is fantastic. And I mean, his, you know, like we came in with, with an understanding of the sequential process and then, you know, figuring out his sequential process and how that, that works with us has been a really, a really magical thing. You know what I mean? Just in terms of, um, heightening our understanding of the medium for sure. And, and also just, you know, really, really liking that process. Just talking about the way that he, the way that he works with layouts and the way that he thinks about, you know, thinks about the art for the book. He, he absolutely, you know, it might not be a knack, but he's definitely got a lot, a lot of skill in terms of being, you know, a sequential artist and a storyteller. And did you, uh, did he have any sort of input in, in Jimmy G coming in to do, to do the coloring or was that uh, something that you and Taylor handled on your, on your own? No, I mean, that was, that was basically a situation where we sent his piece to five colorists and, you know, of, of all of them, kind of everybody on the team had their choices. And I, you know, and I said, well, let's go with, let's go with Jimmy G because I feel like this is going to be, uh, I feel like he's the, he's the right guy and he was the easiest guy to deal with. And so, uh, it was not that any of the other colorists were hard to deal with, but uh, it basically, it wound up being a great decision and looking back on the book, you know, when the sequentials were done and thinking about that decision and going back, you know, after working with Jimmy for several weeks, looking at the, you know, the color tests, it basically, you know, with, with fresh eyes, you know, hip to a lot more things than I was that early in the process. I feel like it's sort of a no contest to look at. Um, you know, some of the other colorists were maybe having a more, more traditional kind of limited, you know, limited palette, you know, flat, you know, flatter approach. And then, you know, Jimmy is sort of, he's redefined, you know, what I think is possible with, you know, with the colorist or, you know, for a colorist to do to, to a book and to line art at this point. So I'm way, way pleased with that decision. And like I've, I've kind of said the, the two of them like working together a lot and get and get vibey off of each other's work. And that to me is a, you know, sort of like a universally rare and, and magical situation for a creative collaboration. And you guys also have uh, Tim uh, labeled as the, the graphic designer. At what point did uh, he come into the project? Man, Tim is a really good friend of mine. He's uh he's my drummer in my, my band in the Bogus Green, and he's a drummer in a band we were in together called Sally Majestic. He's been a graphic designer for years, doing corporate work and uh, working for a lot of different people and doing web design. And so uh, I basically brought him on to help me with a lot more of the uh, you know the print based and graphic design uh, decisions, typesetting, you know, things like that, putting together layouts for our letters page. And especially those, those, uh, fake in universe ads and stuff. He added a lot of the graphic design to that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. I don't know. Which if I looked at the, those are awesome. Yeah. Like he did, that. he did all the copy design on those basically. That's great. 
So uh, Ben, um, actually a, a, another question related to sort of the, the, the music industry and, and comics. Uh, it seems to me that there's a lot of, of crossover of guys who are into sort of the, you know, the, the art of music and then sort of graphic arts. I'm thinking the guy from Good Charlotte does some, um, does some art, um, you know. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that one, actually. Yeah. And then the, the guy that was the lead singer in And You'll Know Us by Trail of Dead, uh, he's a really? Texas guy. Oh. He, uh, he, uh, he's, he's in the graphic design now. So have you found in your travels in the music industry that, you know, the guy who likes to play the guitar actually likes to sit down and, and draw and, and sketch out as much as, as yeah. they might oh, like man. the other thing? we know dozens of dudes like that. And we're sort of hoping that here in our hometown that we will scare up people like that and, and sort of push some of those people who do, you know, cover art and do tagging and different things like that. We're sort of hoping that some of them will get into sequential art. Uh, we're going to be trying to do a lot of local marketing and getting our, you know, getting our books out into shops and then also into record stores and things like that. And, um, you know, sort of doing our best to kick up a, a comic Renaissance here in Dallas. Where, cool. where, awesome. where there where there are other creators uh david dub from dusk comics uh you know and uh, david rodriguez a great comic artist you know out here that i know there are a lot of people out here doing comics it's a it's a huge entertainment market um but it's not there's you know we couldn't find a drink and draw or anything like that we couldn't find really any kind of established thing going on and so we're hoping to get some of those things rolling here where we are and there is a huge infrastructure for the music community, which is basically dead right now. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge demand just for any kind of content, really. Yeah. And so, and so especially, you know, this is an art that you can do remotely and is, you know, sort of mostly done remotely nowadays with rare exception. And so it's a, you know, we'd love to see more people telling more unique stories and, uh, you know, getting their, getting their voice out into the world through comics. Absolutely. So when the uh, the decision was made to to go forward, you you uh, Ben, you sat down with with uh, with Taylor and, and started working this through. You brought in Tom. What was it like that first time that you got a piece of art back from Tom? Because you guys had sort of lived with this story in your mind, but now it was being realized and, and put down into you know shapes and lines on 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 a page. What was that like? Oh man, we got, so I think the first character, the first real, the first time what I think of is when we got our character, um, like the sketches, sketches the for Glurk. Yeah, not even the full finished thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the little pencils. And we, he just sent us that. And I just like, it was, it was just a fit of joy because this character is, is so funny and just like kind of innocent and, just a treat like i i really hope that people love glurk and and whenever tom sent that in it was just so perfect and actually he before that we had five or six or seven different sort of uh european skull styles and things like that um to choose from and we sort of whittled down like the ear shape and things like that and i kind of had a an idea in my head and, and tom somehow used his uh, extra extra sensory <laughs> perception to just like pull it just straight out of my head and it was so cool and yeah i mean that 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 feeling of of seeing your well for me seeing my writing come to life is super fun i mean um 
just like all those scenes inside the ship where I would, it was only in my head before and somehow with like the magic of language and using the words and ordering them in the right way, somehow the idea got sent to Tom and then Tom using the, his, uh, hand-eye coordination just made it perfectly like somehow gleam the idea out onto his uh pro uh not pro tools that's for music what am i doing i'm just rambling here, guys, <laughs> Adobe photoshop with a Photo- tablet yeah you know i mean yeah i'm just uh i'm preaching now but you guys out there know the creators out there that that feeling is super awesome and i know you guys have worked on your own stuff Dino Thrashers. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, no, that's really great to hear. Hear two people like who are established in other industries and who love, uh, I mean, like, you know, who, who love other forms of art, sort of like discovering how cool comics are, you know, which is sort of the point of this yeah, podcast. To create comics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so cool to hear that and then to hear people get excited about it. Like, there's no greater joy to me than to hear people get excited about this art form because that's the only reason why you should do it is to be excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, Cause there's no money in it. Sorry. That kind of thing. <laughs> but like, you know, it's uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's really a love of storytelling and, and, and of, yeah. of bringing things to life. And, 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 and like you said, to, to give something to people that they need right now, you know, mm-hmm. that they've always needed, but especially right now. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the music and comics thing that you were talking about earlier is is pretty wild. The uh, what's the guy from Taylor loves this band? Say anything? Yes. Yeah. 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 Max Max okay. Bemis uh, lives what maybe a hundred and fifty two hundred miles east of us. In wow. Maine. And uh, and he makes comics. So we actually have an illustrator uh, who's Russian in common uh, who's working on another book for us, and he actually did the. Uh, there's an image on the back. The back side of the cover is a is an image by this artist, our, our good buddy Maxim Mel, in Russia. Shout out to Max. Yep. But he does. He's just put out a book with uh, with Max Bemis called Do Well Camp. That's on Comicsology. That they're hoping will they're hoping will move. It's I guess it's Max's first book that he's done uh, independently without a publisher. That's awesome. That's great. I love Max. Uh, I love Max Pemis's work um, on yeah. like Moon Knight and his other stuff. Like great stuff that he's done. He's a great writer. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. I didn't know that he was U.S. based though. So that's awesome. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that he was in that band? I didn't either. No, I'm yeah. a dork. That's all I can say. <laughs> so like, I'm just uh, so like all this music stuff. I'm like, but I know the Beatles and stuff like that. That's not dorky. Yeah, hey, thank you. That thank totally you. got sprung on me the other day. Uh, who is it? Uh, it's Andre from the league. I can't remember his name, but he apparently somebody told me Andre. That, you know who I'm talking about? From, oh, like Paul Paul Shear. Yeah. Apparently, Paul Shear writes some of that Marvel. You know, X Y Z destroys the Marvel universe stuff. Yeah. Apparently he wrote that Punisher destroys the Marvel universe or whatever, something like that. I heard. And I was like, what? That's cool. Yeah. yeah Taryn Killam from um, SNL. He's breaking oh. into Marvel writing stuff for right really? now. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, we, we love comedy stuff and want to write some comedy stuff. And we've, we've been yeah. kicking around the idea of having our own, uh, you know, audio podcast. And we've been, we kind of leaning in that sort of 
comedy bang bang. We got territory. the mics, we got the computers, we got the table. Yeah. And we've noticed that like everybody has their, you know, their comic podcast to tie in and like sell their comic kind of. And so we're sort of into the into the idea of having something that again is kind of not not quite the same, you know, not quite the same vein, but a little bit a little bit left of that. So you're saying gimmicky and cheap. That's what you're saying, right? That's all it is. Trying to muscle in our in our territory and well, gobble our is, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> more like a more like a podcast that like happens to plug our comic book than a yeah. podcast that is about. Well, and we do yeah. we do want to try and focus on DFW creators like music, comics, art, whatever. Because I yeah. mean, we're you know we've just been around here doing that kind of thing for a while and. It would be super fun to just sit in a room with our friends basically and yeah. do all that kind of thing. But Ben is a dynamo of energy. And so <laughs> now we, so we also are kind of playing around. We're doing a cartoon. We did some stuff on a cartoon. Uh, yeah, we have our website that, and then for our Kickstarter, we're doing some video content that we're working on. Uh, we're doing pre-pro for right now. So we have a lot of irons in the fire. Um, so we're not, we're not targeting you guys specifically. Just think of it that way. <laughs> well, thank you. It's always good to get a heads up. Um, no, this really ain't big enough for the two of us. Yeah, no, no, that's, 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 that's what I was talking about. You know, like doing it all for the love of comics. It's also for the love of attention yeah. and glory on my end. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. I get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this, no, really guys, that sounds awesome. Like, it's so cool to hear like all your, like to hear how motivated you guys are to, to, to bring cool stuff to this industry. And um, I'm excited to, to hear more about that animation um, thing. Is that, that, does that tie into the sci-fi world? We have, well, I specifically have an idea that I've been kicking around for a long time that we'd love to make into a cartoon uh, called Sam of the Universe. And some local folks might know about that and maybe pee their pants a little bit. But it's very like, it's more space fantasy, um, kind of like, 13 plus demographic if is kind of what we're trying to think but it's um going off the same kind of kooky sci-fi ideas like glurk and bow kind of the same tone maybe not as scary not as mature so kind of like uh invader zim kind of stuff almost yeah that's great yeah yeah, yeah very much in that wheelhouse so um the, the animation I'm sorry, go ahead. Pro- sorry the the animation project specifically that he's talking about is uh we are producing an animated pilot uh, for a friend of ours named uh, Ryan Random Roberts, who is uh, an illustrator who's done a comic strip format, like web comic, uh, for about a decade called Bone Bag Comics. And that's, you can find and catch up with that at, you know, bonebagcomics.com. But he's, he's pitched it for animation before and kind of, you know, got stuck on a plateau. And, you know, we've stepped in to kind of help him turn it from, a, you know, a strip and a storyboard that he had ready to go into a, you know, a functional animated pilot that we can, that we can pitch. So we've got a, a team of animators of about 10 people that we're, that we're talking to. And we've got uh, a guy in, uh, he's in Virginia now. He just moved from the West coast to the East coast named Steven Stalker. That's going to be our animation director and supervisor lead animator for that project. And uh, we're hoping to have that done, you know, like the initial timeline was January. And I think now that we've sort of, um, worked out how long it's going to take to get our principal illustrations out of the creator. It may be, may be looking more like next summer before it's done, but it's, you know, the target is like a 10 or 12 minute uh, 
you know, fully, fully articulated, you know, and, and produced, you know, animated pilot. Nice. That's great. So earlier in the, the podcast, when you guys were doing the, 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 the elevator pitch and telling us about the story, I think we achieved some sort of like achievement uh, unlockment because we, we said Pineapple Express and Arthur oh. C. Clarke in the same <laughs> sentence, which I don't, think it's oh ever, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of the world. But there's yeah, definitely- That's the top of my Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs is yes. just those two together. <laughs> so there's certainly a comic, uh, a comedical element to, to this story. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a pre-show interview and we talked a little bit about like a, a Jay and Silent Bob sort of vibes of this. So why don't we talk a little bit about the, the lighter uh, hearted moments of, of this book? Well, okay. Well, readers may notice that our friends Glurk and Bo, they like to smoke space weed. Yeah, you know um so uh that's how they so they they're interrupted uh from their cryo sleep out there like way out there in our solar system all of this takes place in our solar system in and, the 31st century yeah the 31st century <laughs> and but we still have we still got weed back you know that out there we still got weed. we still got it <laughs> and um so i mean but most of the comedy is really just in the characters and i think glurk kind of carries a lot of that where it's kind of like Bo kind of reacting to glurk just being like yeah you're right you're right let's i mean just smoke we'll feel better you're right it'll it'll (laughs) be fine and uh there's a lot of like very pretty colored uh smoke that like multicolored smoke in the air it's like prismatic um, vapors there we go and uh no combustion in space that's right we had to we did have a meeting about that i think it was maybe a four hour meeting <laughs> talking about how are they gonna smoke in space no jays in space you can't have open flame it's, or any flame you're just gonna you know suck all the oxygen out in like they're just they're just their eyes would just pop out of their skulls do you want worms will deflate so we wanted them to get high safely so we figured we'll just vape it in these in these little vapors and maybe we can get a hey can we get it endorsed by like a vape company or something well i was saying like that's something you should send to elon musk for oh well i don't know about him that idea is so i mean i would just say to pitch it to sell it to him not not for him not him for him to sponsor but to sell it to him because that sounds like something his just presenting, he likes to solve problems like present a problem hey once we're out there dude we're gonna need to smoke so yeah uh you gotta figure this out or i'm not going to mars dude nope sorry well actually the the move might be to get the patent in first before before he Ooh, can and then he has then to come he smart. has to come to you and i and, guess you we know. have to write you guys in <laughs> yeah but uh we'll get on that you think we're just going to give Elon Musk the vapors? No. <laughs> well, maybe the vapors. <laughs> so the, uh, was there any reason for the, the region of space that you picked? It's, it takes place, uh, if I remember correctly, either near mm-hmm. Europa or maybe well, in orbit yeah. around there. So, okay. Yeah, this is where Ben was like, okay, Taylor, we'll do science class, I guess. Um, <laughs> Our solar system is surrounded by the Oort cloud, is what we call it. It's basically just a bunch of space dust and ice and asteroids and maybe some 
planets out there they're saying no um and that's sort of the outer rim of uh our solar system and the idea is in the 31st century when uh there's like these even gianter corporations sorry folks it's not great news um they're going out there and mining all the stuff that's out there and bringing it back and so our guys are space rocks space rocks they're going out there and getting the space iron and the space metals and the space rock and rolls and um whatnot and bringing it in uh you know just to bring it all into earth so all the rich people can use it um but uh they're on their way back and it and i believe i'm just i'm probably wrong but i think it's 41 point something au's which is astronomical units which is 93 million miles which is the distance from the earth to the sun that's how we uh represent uh distances out there so there are ways out there we're not the series will kind of follow them going closer into the solar system is kind of how we have it structured. Okay. Yeah. So each issue will be in a different setting. So like next one, we're going to be around on a space station around Titan, um, one of Saturn's moons. And the next one goes somewhere else. The next one goes somewhere else. And in the end, we're on earth. Eventually, we'll see uh, Glurk's homeworld, Europa. Yeah, we're going to go down there and meet his family. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be really nice. Exploring some themes of colonialism. Yes, hey, yeah. Was gonna, well, that's the trouble. Yeah. And that's one thing I did steal from Clark just directly as an homage. Like, you know, uh, no, no humans welcome on Europa. All, all other planets are yours. All these worlds are yours, except for Europa, I think is what it is. And, you know, so I kind of took that and took our uh, corporate dystopian idea um, and applied it to Europa, which is, you know, if we've, it's kind of like, you know, we found the, I don't know when this will come out, but, you know, where they found the phosphine gas around in the atmosphere of Venus. And so it's like, well, maybe there's life there. What are the social ramifications or like social justice ramifications of finding another species that we could, Oh, we could oppress them and use them. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, I, so intergalactic oppression. Yeah. Well that's say uh, you gotta be careful, Ben. We're not in the galaxy just yet. We will get there. interplanetary interplanetary oppression inner system. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah, I was amazing. reading that. I was reading that article about the the gas uh, that they they found um, in, in in Venus. It supposedly or not supposedly, supposedly, but yeah. The the I guess it should be like a byproduct of right making something, and so like it's like, like the how cows that make methane, like microbes make phosphine, or at least in some areas on Earth, I think is what it is, and so we're kind of like thinking oh maybe that's kind of the same there so that's sort of i think that's really the extent of it but we like to go out like maybe go out. she's born with it maybe it's space phosphine <laughs> all right cool good i like that you worked shop that one over there that's, a good, that's, <laughs> that's how we go i mean so we'll we'll keep going no, this is this is this is glurk is glurk uh a, a asexual like the alien in um enemy mine Good question. That is a great question. I don't. I. I guess I think of him as a he cis European, maybe. 
I suppose. But they he is looking for love. Yeah, okay. we we know that he's looking. Ah, oh, yes, that's a good. I like that. That's a good cookie for later on. Later, <laughs> like in in the future, in like a couple of years, fans will listen back to this and know what he's talking about. In a uh, world where creators leave breadcrumbs, yeah. <laughs> you have to read it's out forever. Yeah. Well, guys, I uh, I've enjoyed talking about this book. It it looks amazing. The the stuff yeah. that we've seen. Um, so, what are your? I know that uh, we we discussed plans a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. But what are uh, some of the plans? I think uh, you guys are looking to go to to Kickstarter. Uh, is it November? Yeah, November first is the plan for starting the Kickstarter and uh, to to launch it we're going to do a, a series of live streamed events. And so I think we're going to do the first one on the third and then uh, it'll, it'll be either the November 3rd. We're doing it on November 3rd. No, we're not going to do that. Maybe the people no- will need to pick up. Yeah. We're going to do it November 1st, 1st, 15th okay. and 29th. We're going to do some live stream events, uh, you know, involving some, uh, some content that's going to tie into the, the infinity sound check, the podcast that we're launching and uh, is also going to feature some live music content. Uh, that is an awesome name. Yeah, <laughs> the Infinity Soundcheck. Yeah, that's I. I started thinking about that because I've I did a lot of radio stuff in college, like college radio, and you sort of always like the radio thing is sort of that's a lot like the podcast thing in that it always felt to me like I was like the nerd in the box. Like I was like the record store guy with a microphone, like talking about music all day. And, and, you know, if I had any self-importance, it was that like snark of like, I'm on the radio and you're not. (laughs) And so like the, the podcast thing to me always feels like kind of like isolating that element. Like you just like, you're so snarky, like nobody even has to be listening and you just sort of like in that, like, well, infinite, infinite hold on, sound ben. check Matt process. Matt and Noah are not snarky. Let's just not it, not I it. am not snarky. <laughs> in its in its inception, I think the podcast was a very snarky medium. Yes. <laughs> well, have you heard cereal? I I have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can get some pour into a bowl, and then everyone can hear it. Good. Get Thank it. you. Good save. Get it. Good save. But so uh, it's definitely. Uh, we just like to have fun with it. Yeah, I don't basically. Know. Really if we sad. laugh. If we laugh, then it's a good idea. Yeah, right. we're going going Damn to kick, Yeah, going to Kickstarter November first, trying to you know launch the the creative empire of funny and fantastic sci-fi things. And uh, you know the plan is, you know I think we're we're basically starting, uh, we're starting sequentials for book two in about six weeks. So the plan is to start the Kickstarter November 1st and the Kickstarter December 1st, uh, start shipping out physical copies uh, January 1st, and then hopefully launch the second Kickstarter on February 1st for the second book, which will be finished uh, and sent to print already. You know, trying to trying to build baby steps. I'm way terrified of having a, you know, a big boy Kickstarter goal. And so we're going to start with these print run goals and sort of do our best to, to overfund and just get people talking about uh, the book, you know, here, here and there. We're going to sort of try and do our, our internet, uh, you know, our internet focal 
splash and release of the comic for the first issue and then once we once we launch the second issue we're going to sort of try and do our local push so that we've got two issues that we can put up in shops and uh give everybody a little bit more faith in the product here in the real world cool so the is the best way to stay uh, abreast of what you guys are working on is to to go to the uh, bgcomics.com uh, because the all the links are there yeah from there you can yeah from there you can get everywhere we've got uh you know we're at bg comic books on facebook and instagram and uh bgcomics.com is where you can get the you know the ash can and the link to the kickstarter we've got twitters uh you know you can get glurk glurk himself has a twitter at glurk and Bo. and uh, uh taylor and myself have twitters uh, my Twitter is at Bogus Green. You can sort of find me on on Instagram and other places under that alias. Taylor, what's your Instagram? At tee.es.k. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Not well, we'll put. We're gonna put. We're gonna put links to everything in the show notes for for the podcast. So just to make it as easy as possible for for folks to scroll down and click those links, uh, so they don't have to, you know try to find them as they're listening to the podcast now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to mention, cause Taylor sort of omitted it is that uh, Taylor is a fantastic painter and some of Taylor's paintings will be uh, part of the Kickstarter reward structure. So we've got, uh, you know, Tom's going to, Tom's going to do some original commissions and then Taylor's going to do some original paintings. So I've toyed with the idea of producing some original theme songs for people. And so I'm kind of, I'm workshopping that and seeing if there's in, enough interest in that to put, you know, a dollar amount. Can you do a that. theme song? Like when I enter a room that it just can just implant a chip in my head that I just hear it. Yeah. Anytime I open a door. I gotta, I gotta outsource my, you know, neural implant oh. chip work. I want, I want one that's neural. like, yeah. Like that's like good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> like a, like maybe just a, or maybe just like a jaw harp. Like every time I walk in, <laughs> nice. just, like, just like when Lee Van Cleef walks in. Yes, yeah, yeah, like in for yeah, yeah. there's more. That's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I, I totally watched that uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly like six times in the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. They're out there. People. People will be into it. Cool. If you build, if you build it, they will ask how they, they can get in half price. Ask how they get in. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I really enjoyed uh, taking a look at the the digital ash can and talking to you guys. Um, you know what? Uh, you guys have an open invite. Uh, say uh, November when the Kickstarter launches. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can we can have you guys back on to to talk about uh, how that's going and stuff like that. That would be lovely. Yeah, probably maybe the middle of November. That would be amazing. So we could you know, get some timely capture of our, please help us. Please buy this book. Yeah. My daughter needs to eat. Yeah. We're kind of in that place right now with our Kickstarter. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll definitely reach out a helping hand in, in that time of need. We won't forget our own. That's wicked. Well, we were super excited to do this. this Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, we we uh, I I loved uh, talking to you guys. It was it was great to hear. Sort of, uh, you guys seem to be artists in the the true sense of the word. Uh, uh, you know, music, writing, uh, painting. It's 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 pretty awesome to hear all that stuff. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. We're we're super excited to be here. We've we both talked a lot about how this is sort of like rekindled a lot of uh you know faith in in creative energy and output for both of us in terms of you know having on some level been sort of frustrated musicians for a while because obviously we don't like you know live on a bus and you know cash royalty checks all the time but just being able to to get into a medium that's more you know purely creative and uh you know just more way more open-ended and free and you know be telling stories has been uh has been really really amazing and really really satisfying and that i know you i'm sure you guys both know that that vibe of like getting the art for us like all of our artists are overseas so it's Mm -hmm. like we get we get to wake up to the art all the time and so it's like christmas morning just like all the time and i yeah i love that Cool. Well, you guys, like we said, November, we'll, we'll touch base again and we certainly will do our part. You know, November 1, we go live. We'll, we'll let everybody know uh, via our socials as well. Sweet. Thank you, awesome. guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again. Cool. So uh, for anybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at ConstructComPod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. Um, also, uh, we mentioned earlier that Noah and I are part of the Dino Thrashers Kickstarter, which is going on now. Um, just go to Kickstarter and search for Dino Thrashers, but we'll have a link to that as well. Um, but uh, I, guys, I just want to thank you again. It was a lot of fun talking about this stuff. And uh, We'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Everybody just uh, be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.